You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where today is Friday, August the 6th of 2021. I am the host of the show, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. And if you're anything like the Cardinal pitching staff, I'm sure you're listening to this while you're on a walk or out running or just, you're, you're, no, you're, you're probably out walking, considering the Cardinals consider just just to walk about everybody as the Cardinals fall 8-4 to in uh, Thursday's game. Four runs scoring via a walk as the Cardinals walk eight batters, six of them in the eighth inning alone. Or five of them in the eighth inning alone. I beg your pardon. My fault. Nevertheless, it is a loss. It is a frustrating loss. It is an embarrassing loss, in my opinion. And one that if the Cardinals' postseason hopes weren't sank already, they are now. As every game, every series, every inning seems to be a must-win series. A must-win game, a must-win inning. And you you just can't operate like that. So it, it seems to me, obviously, you got to play the games and things can still happen. But that one last night was a tough one to watch. A disastrous eighth inning uh, was costly for the St. Louis Cardinals. And they just couldn't come back from it. After another solid start by the starter, uh, by the starter another lefty, veteran lefty in LeBlanc, the Cardinals are unable to keep the lead and to, to stay in stay in the game. And the Cardinals fall two games below 500 as the Braves reach above 500 for the first time this season. That's right. For the first time this season, the Braves have reached above the 500 mark, and it is thanks in part to the St. Louis Cardinals bullpen. So we'll get into all that. that happened last night. Talk about the bullpen. Want to break down a piece from Ben Fredrickson talking about the excuses that have been made. That's a really good piece in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch if you'd like to read it. Um, and then at the end of the show, third segment, talking about the Kansas City Royals series, what needs to happen here that is happening this weekend. And as I promised yesterday, a special announcement. So despite all the bad stuff that's happening um, with the Cardinals right now, I do have a special announcement for the show coming up here at the end of today's show. Uh, but let's get right into it right after I tell you our title sponsor today is Spotify Green Room. Uh, be sure to download the app and find one of our locked on rooms. Green Room is changing the way we talk sports. Okay, the Cardinals fall eight to four. We're gonna we're gonna skip right to right to that eighth inning. Cardinals have a four two lead. You're feeling good, or at least I was feeling good. Giovanni Gallegos comes in, and you you feel decent. I understand the question mark of ooh twenty eight pitches last night, bringing him in again on Thursday. That's a bit of a questionable decision. He got the first two outs. Yes, large part thanks to good defensive plays behind him, but he got the first two outs. The only thing that I could think of is that after Freddie Freeman gets a hit, then you bring in, um, that then you bring in Reyes. That the problem, that the slight problem with that is that well, what if the Cardinals put a rally on, and then you have to pinch hit for Reyes later on in the game? I think you deal with that when it comes, and maybe you execute a double switch to to minimize the chances of that happening. Yes, it was just four, five, six due up for the St. Louis Cardinals as Tyler O'Neill led off the bottom of the eighth, but still some that that might be the, the, the pro, thought process there. But nevertheless, he does give up a single to Freddie Freeman, and then Austin Riley hits a home run to tie the game 
works a nice six pitch at bat, hits a hanging slider that was about a center cut, a center cut can be. Gallegos has not looked sharp the last two nights. I think he needs a couple of days off. And in, this is just the, the product of an overtaxed and overused bullpen. Gallegos, Reyes, and Cabrera have been relied on so heavily because so few of the other bullpen members have been able to be relied on that you have to go to these three guys in the bullpen as being overtaxed time and time again. Maybe you, you say, okay, Lucas, we get up the home run, then you got to bring in Alex Reyes because Alex Reyes has shown that he's not very good um, at at, um, at at coming in with runners on base in scoring position, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We saw a very similar thing happen in the Chicago Cubs series a couple weeks ago when the Cardinals didn't win three out of four, but they lost. So maybe that's a that's a valid valid concern because as soon as Alex Reyes comes in, and this is when the Cardinals did execute a double switch, as Edmundo Sosa comes in batting fifth that Reyes hits Adam Duvall, walks Jocks Peterson on four pitches, walks Iri Arianza on five pitches, walks Steven Vogt on four pitches, and walks Ozzy Albies. He is able to throw a couple strikes to Ozzy Albies. Um, a, you know, a couple of borderline ones, but nevertheless gets strikes in there. And then Reyes gets taken out as the Car- Cardinals are now find themselves down 7-4. to four. Justin Miller comes in, gets to full count on Jorge Soler, actually gets to 0-2 on Jorge Soler, and then throws four straight balls outside of the strike zone, only one of them being remotely close. And then Freddie Freeman hits a line out to Edmundo Sosa, and the inning mercifully comes to an end. I tweeted this out. I'd much rather the Cardinals lose by a grand slam by giving up home run after home run than walking batters. Because when you put the ball on play... There's a chance that good things happen. There's a chance that good things happen. When you walk somebody, I mean, this is the oldest lesson in the book. When you walk somebody, it's not competitive. You have no chance of getting somebody out when you walk somebody. Hello. Pretty obvious, right? Not, I'm not, I don't think I'm shattering anybody's conception of what baseball is. But nevertheless, the the Cardinals pitching staff seems to just not have a, a, a grip on what, what the strike zone is at times. And I'm not... And you could say it's Mike Maddox's fault. You could say it's Mike Schilt's fault of how he manages the bullpen, putting him in tough situations. Bottom line, they just haven't got it done this year. And Alex Reyes, even before Mike Maddox, always had slight issues with control early on in his career. That that just comes with the territory of him having all the movement on his pitches. Gallegos, you could say, has been overused. And that that could be a reason as to why what his failure is. Is he's now five and five on the season, but Gallegos has thrown fifty six and a third innings pitched, uh, forty nine games, and his ERA has bloated up to three three six. Uh, in his last seven appearances, his ERA is north of eight. His last fifteen appearances, his ERA is seven and a half. Um, in his last thirty appearances, his ERA is four point oh nine. So he really had a strong first half, and then it has struggled to to find it anywhere close here in the second half, especially, like I mentioned, in his last 30 appearances or so. This bullpen is, is one that has the potential to be good, in my opinion, especially when you have those top three, that they just need other help. I think Andrew Miller could have been relied on a little bit more in this series. He does finish out uh, with two-thirds of the scoreless innings of baseball. And, you know, bullpen ERA, I know I just used it to, to bash on Gallegos. Bullpen ERA isn't everything because you also look at Gallegos' Uh, giving up the line drive in Tuesday's game, that, or Wednesday's game, that wasn't necessarily his fault that Carlson could have caught. But nevertheless, ERA is high, but Andrew Miller's ERA is low. 
His last seven games, the ERA is 2.84, just two earned runs, seven hits in those six and a third innings. Last 11 innings pitched, 2.25 ERA. So you got to wonder why not go to Andrew Miller a little bit sooner. Especially maybe you start with Miller knowing that Gallegos pitched so much in the in the day before. Yes, you have two righties, but then you got a lefty in Freddie Freeman. Miller's stuff tends to play well against both lefties and righties. Again, all this is hindsight. Schultz made the decision. Gallegos has to execute. He didn't, and the Cardinals lose. Plain and simple. Um, as well as Alex Reyes not being able to get a ball in the strike zone. A bullpen what was atrocious. Bullpen has was going into the year, in my opinion, was going to be a strength of this team, and it just absolutely has not been. And I'll take I'll I'll take the blame not the blame but I'll, I'll take that that I was wrong on the on the Cardinal bullpen uh, for, for the most part when you look at the whole season the bullpen has not held up to the the standards of a playoff team and that that that, that just is what it is at, at at some point you know that the Cardinals need a better bullpen they need a better a lot of things uh, but it's it's about to be a time where you're looking more towards 2022 than you are expecting anything here in 2021 and it it was when the Cardinals got swept. That's when when the Cardinals got swept by the Atlanta Braves. And yes, the Braves got better, but the Atlanta Braves, as of right now, are not a playoff team. And they're above 500 for the first time, and they got swept at home. Playoff teams do not get swept at home. They do not lose series at home. Cardinals have gotten swept by the Reds at home. They've lost the four-game series to the Pirates at home. And now they've lost this series against the... This got swept by the Braves in this series at home. Good playoff teams don't lose this many games at home. When you look at the Cardinals' record at home, they are 30-24, and 24, not bad. On the road, they're, they're a lot worse. But again, the, the playoff teams, the Brewers are 31-25. and 25. The Mets are 33-20 and 20 at home. The Giants are 35-17 and 17 at home. The Rays are 35-22. and 22. White Sox, 38-20 and 20 at home. Houston is 34-21 and 21 at home. So, yes, the Cardinals are still six games above 500 at home. But again, you got to look at it as well. The Cardinals swept the Marlins at home. The Cardinals swept the Diamondbacks at home. They're not winning series against above 500 teams. That's also killing them as they are just 20 and 32 against teams with above 500 mark. So they're not they're not winning at home, and they're not winning against 500 teams. That that that's going to be killer. And again, I know that the record is above 500 at home, but not enough series wins are coming at home, and they're losing too many series at home. Just plain and simple. So the bullpen lost it. Last night, there's, that, that's plain and simple. Can't give up six runs and only give up three hits in that span. Just can't happen. So that'll do it for the, the talk on the bullpen. Uh, when we come back in segment number two, talk a little bit about the offense and then talk about a piece in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch that's really interesting to read about uh, from Ben Fredrickson uh, about analyzing the 2021 Cardinals. Um, so talking about that as well as uh, previewing the Royal Series and an special announcement coming up in uh, segment number three. So stay tuned for all that fun coming up here in just a moment. Today's episode is brought to you in part by the delicious Built Bar. You have a freedom of choice when you get a Built Bar because they have so many delicious flavors. You're missing out if you don't know them. Coconut, Cherry barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate. My favorite is that Double Chocolate because they're all covered in chocolate. But why not get more chocolate if you can stay healthy? All these bars are wonderfully healthy and tasty. So get yourself a mix box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors. And you can enjoy every single one. 
Like I mentioned, all these built bars are the best tasting around, and they're healthy too. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today. What are you waiting for? Get the Cherry Barcia, get the Raspberry, get the Double Chocolate, or get whatever you'd like. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that neat? So go ahead and get the protein bar that the U.S. track and field team meets. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Once again, that is using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at checkout at Built.com. The offense in yesterday's game really, you know, not, not a non-factor, but was unable to, to get anything going um, in this game. Just scoring four runs, they actually out-hit the Braves, uh, hitting, uh, get, getting eight hits. The, the big positive to me was Andrew Kisner. Uh, he had a home run after his grandfather had passed away, and that was that. that that's always a special, special thing. Um, that, you know. Thoughts and prayers out to Andrew Kisner, but for him to hit a home run, and he said that he felt his grandfather in that swing, and he hit it for him. A real special moment. Again, putting away the, the Kisner-Yachty debate for a moment. A real special moment for Andrew Kisner. And it was a laser. He knew it out of the bat. He, he pimped it. It was awesome. So um, congratulations to him on his first home run of the season. And again, thoughts and prayers to him and his family as they mourn the loss of that grandfather. Um, and, and outside of that, Nolan Arenado had a hit. And then they manufactured some runs in the 6th and the 7th. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt with a run in the 7th. And then um, scoring scoring one. And then the other one was, was manufactured thanks to a, a pass ball. Excuse me, I had a misreading of the um, of my notes there. Sorry. Um, pass ball after Tyler O'Neill was able to advance on a fly ball from Harrison Bader. And... Just a real so those two those two innings were manufactured runs, especially that run in the sixth when Tyler O'Neill probably could have been at third on a base hit by Carpenter, but advances third on a fly ball by Bader and then is able to score things in part to a wild pitch on a gift run. So both teams were gifting runs last night. It just so happened that the Cardinals were gifting six and the Braves were only gifting one. So I guess the Braves need to do a better job of, of gifting <laughs> their opponents some runs. But that's enough about that game. That that game was awful. It was ugly to watch. I don't even know if the Braves fans really enjoyed to watch it because, you know, 12 or 6 walks in or 5 walks in a row, beg your pardon, 10 only happen at 12U, 13U baseball, and those games, even as an umpire, umpiring those certain games, those games can be an absolute dud to watch, especially at the major league level. So, let's get into this piece by Ben Fredrickson. It's in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Ben Fred, when it's time to analyze 2021 Cardinals, see through the injuries argument. This is a wonderful argu- ar- ar- argument, wonderful ar- article, beg your pardon, um, and he talks about a, l- a lot of different things that's argu- in this article, beg your pardon, about how the injuries might be used as an excuse, but but, but they shouldn't be, right? And he, he goes through the, the stat that, that he goes through about the injuries that's really interesting at, at mangameslost.com. So again, this is all Ben Fredrickson's research. I don't take any credit for it, but it's really interesting. Um, Total games injured, the Cardinals are 19th out of 30th teams. Uh, It's defined as the official team-reported injury list games missed for each team's roster presented in a cumulative point. NL Central opponents um, have all missed more games than the Cardinals. Cubs, 1,073. 
Milwaukee 1032, Cincinnati 791, Pittsburgh 766, Cardinals 760. And then he also goes into the point that some injuries are worse than others. Um, they are the Cardinals are tenth in a metric called injury impact a team's wins above replacement. And he says in the article, "quote This metric is designed to estimate the impact taken from the team due to injuries, comparing the wins above replacement that would have been reasonably to expect from those players if they were playing." End quote. So it robbed that the Cardinals were robbed with 3.28 wins above replacement. But nothing like the Twins 11.33, the White Sox 7.6, and they're still first in the division, and Mets 7.25. So the Cardinals, you know, when, when you look at the metrics, and again, the, these metrics aren't perfect with, with, with the injuries because they are based on estimates and what guys have done, what they could do, so I understand that. But it is interesting to look at these metrics that have been scientifically or ma- mathematically, I suppose would be the better way to say that, mathematically calculated, and that the injuries really haven't played a big of a role in in the Cardinals' failures as maybe maybe once thought. Um, and Fredrickson goes into the point of, well, maybe it was the outside help. He talks a little bit about it. I won't spoil the whole article for you, uh, but he did bring up the point that the, the Braves were hurt and that they brought in Solaire, Peterson, and Duvall, and even Eddie Rosario. Um, but basically says that, that the injuries cannot be the, the pitfall that this team falls back on. It's got to be more than that. Um, that that Schilt has every right to, to be as positive as he can with, with this group. Um and that, that, you know, he maybe the Cardinals can expect outside help, but as a manager, he can't bank on that outside help coming. He's got to be positive. He's got to be what, what, what this team needs. He's not the general manager. He can't go out and say, hey, I think we need to acquire this guy to get this back because this other guy is just doing it. Manager's got to manage what he's got on the field. Yes, he's got input, and I'm sure Schilt has dialogue with Mosellock, you know, but at the same time, it, it's John Mosellock in front, the front office's opinion or um decision, rather, to make those improvements, and Ben Fredrickson kind of goes into that a little bit, um, and just that the, the the Braves got hurt and made adjustments, and saying that the Cardinals got hurt, but didn't make the adjustments, and also the Cardinals needed more adjustments anyways, and the Cardinals did not do that. So, again, if you want to read, read all of it, it's a really nice piece by Ben Fredrickson going in, go, taking a deep dive, and it was really insightful to read, so props to uh, Ben Fredrickson, um, He's on Twitter at Ben underscore Fred. Uh, so, so really, really um, tough. Sad that he had to write it, uh, but good, good work by by Ben Fredrickson there. So that'll do it for segment number two, as the the offense wasn't much talk about, and the and the article is very interesting to look at as to maybe the injuries aren't the end all be all, as um, it was a lack of performance. It was a perfect storm. Injuries played their part, for, certainly, uh, but it, overall it was, it was a l- lack of performance for this Cardinal team and a lack of outside help from the front office. So in second number three, breaking down the Kansas City Royals series as well as the special announcement that has been waiting so long to give, a uh, special announcement coming your way um, at the end of segment number three after the preview of the Kansas City Royals series, which comes after a thank of our sponsors, one of them being Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online as we hit the dog days of summer. You can also get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. MLB, NFL's coming back this month. The Super Bowl futures are out and including the Olympic sports, golf action, and UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. 
head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by entering the promo code Locked On. That is promo code Locked On L O C K E D O N for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. got the I-70 series as the 47 and 60 Kansas City Royals come to face the 53 and 55 St. Louis Cardinals and it's a battle of veterans tonight as Mike Miner the lefty gets the ball against Adam Wainwright the righty and Mike Miner does not have solid numbers this year uh, 8 and 9 with a 5-3-1 ERA 121 strikeouts in 125 and a third innings pitched 1.25 whip former first round pick at Vanderbilt Back in 2009, uh, Miner seems to be older than he is. He's just 33 years old, uh, but seems like he's been around a while. He pitched since 2010, so he has been in the, in the league since 2010, and so over 10 years of service time. And he's had some quality seasons, had a nice one with these Royals back in 2017, had a nice stint with Texas, um, and a short stint as well with the Oakland Athletics. And this year, uh, ERA, a little bit north of what he might like to see. When you look at the game logs, his, his, uh, this will be his first start coming in the month of August. Coming off a decent start and two other really good starts. So his, his last three starts have been pretty good. His last three starts, Milwaukee, six innings, five hits, two runs. One of them earned, striking out five. And then six innings against the Chicago White Sox. Uh, six innings, three hits, two earned, two walks, seven punch outs. And then the last one against Toronto. He goes seven, does give up four earned runs, five hits, a walk, and six punch out. So the ERA is high, but he's coming off some pretty good starts and will look to improve that stretch um, at, uh, against St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, ZRA was was bloated in each month because of some blow-up starts. He gave up six earned in four innings against the Indians in July, so that bloated the ERA. Gave up nine earned um, against the Rangers in June, so that bloated the ERA. Um, but he, he's, he's had his spot starts where he has been really good, and you guys know, against St. Louis Cardinals, Everybody seems to have one of those starts where they're really good, despite of how their season is going. So Mike Miner versus Adam Wainwright tonight at 7.15. I would rather the Cardinals start at 6.45. I don't know. I just feel like 7.15 is kind of late. I know I'm 21, and I shouldn't think that things are late. But nevertheless, it just kind of (laughs) feels a little late uh, for a baseball game. But that's just me and just a small little opinion I have. Mike Miner does not have a lot of experience against the St. Louis Cardinals team of 2021. Nolan Arnato is one out of four with an RBI. Carpenter's one out of two. Uh, DeYoung's one out of one. And Yadier Molina is 0 out of 0, but has, uh, uh, has a walk mixed in there. Meanwhile, Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals, you expect him to pitch well. I assume that he's going to pitch well. He's, he's pitched very well the last couple of times out. I expect nothing different tonight. Uh, he does have some numbers against these Royals. Hunter Dozier is 3 out of 6. Uh, Nicky Lopez is 1 out of 8. Whit Merrifield is batting 417 and 12 at-bats, so look for that one to be a struggle for Wainwright. Uh, Ryan O'Hearn is 3 out of 6. Salvador Perez is 3 out of 6. And you can know we're going to get a lot of Salvador Perez, Yadier Molina talk tonight. Um and the whole weekend, as these are two of the best catchers of this generation. So just expect that, be ready for it, and don't be surprised when it comes. Looking more to tomorrow's game, as it's KK Kim versus Brad Keller. Brad Keller also has an ERA north of 5 at 5.64. Kim has an ERA at 3.31, and he's having a fine, fine year. Uh, in his second year with the Cardinals, 
2.92 ERA in his last seven starts. Looking at his most recent start, uh, came back in July 28th, was not good. Coming off a bad start. Two two-thirds of an inning, gave up five earned runs. By far, his worst start of the year, both in shortest amount of innings pitched and most runs and earned runs allowed. So hopefully, he's hoping to right the ship. And he's had a, a, you know, a, lots of days of rest. The last pitch, like I mentioned, on July the 28th. So he'll have plenty of rest, and hopefully that rest did him well as he looks to shut down the Kansas City Royals. Like I mentioned, he'll be opposed by Brad Keller, 26-year-old right-hander, uh, drafted in the eighth round of the 2013 MLB draft, 22 start to whip of 1.68, um, 7 and 10, 5, 6, 4 ERA. Has been better in his last seven starts by ERA standards, 4, 4, 3. So, yeah, he's probably going to pitch well against the Cardinals tonight, you would imagine. He does have a start in August, and it was a short one, um, as he just went three innings, gave up seven hits, three earned runs. Uh, but before that, start before that against the Chicago White Sox, he went seven innings, gave up an earned run. And uh, struck out four. Zero right in the month of July was 2.28. He, uh, only gave, he gave pitch four times, gave up more than two earned runs once, and that time he gave up three earned runs. So, again, once again, a guy that is better than his ERA has shown uh, in recent starts, and the ERA in his last seven starts have probably got bloated, thanks in part to that three earned just going three innings back on August the 1st against the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, with that ERA being nine in that start. So, once again, ERA is bad, but Brad Keller has been pitching better as of late. Had a nice July. And again, I'm not trying to say any of this as an excuse, but just for context. that You can't just go based off the whole season. Sometimes when you're looking at these stats and what guys might do against you, um, when you're looking, when you're evaluating somebody overall and whether or not you should keep them, yes, you've got to look at the whole season. But when you're looking at what a team can do against a pitcher on a given night, then you've got to look at, you know, what have they done recently and how can... How come? How can how can you beat them? What they've done recently? That, that's all I'm saying. And then on Sunday, it's a, a battle of lefties. One young one, Chris Bubik at 23, and one old one at John Lester at 37. As he looks to right the ship after his bad Cardinal debut, uh, Chris Bubik is uh, three and five, 19 games, 11 of them being starts. Um, so he's kind of a spot starter. Might not go the, uh, a whole. Might not might not go very long. He does. He has gone six innings in each of his last four starts. Before that, he hadn't broken five innings in his um, on the season. So, and his ERA again is high. And this is one that the Cardinals can hit. Uh, gave up three earned runs in six innings against the White Sox uh, in his most recent start. He had three good starts before that, all going six innings, uh, all going quality starts. So he, even though I don't like the stat because of the the. You gotta look at context for this stat. I don't like the, the the stat quality start because six innings, three earned is four and a half ERA. Not sure that's quality, but before that, six innings, one earned, six innings, one earned, six innings, two earned. So four straight quality starts, three of them actually being above better than the minimum of a quality start, giving up just two earned runs and one earned run respectively, and those other two other three starts rather. So all three guys, and again, not to set set myself up to say an excuse of, ah, I told you so, but all three of these guys have been pitching better than their ERA suggests. They have coming off some solid starts. So just be aware of that. Just simply be aware of it. John Lester gets the bump um, for the Cardinals. His ERA is 5.38, and he is pitching just about like his ERA is showing you. Um, in case you forgot, his most recent outing against the Atlanta Braves went five innings, six earned, two home runs, uh, four strikeouts, but... He did settle down and was able to go four innings and giving up just one earned run on those final four. But it was a bad start. 
is what it is. Cardinals need to move on and uh, get hopefully get a better start from the Cardinals. Uh, get a better start from John Lester uh, on Sunday. So the Cardinals have a um, an opportunity here to at least get get a little bit more energy back to this team with a win against the Royals. And the Royals just beat the White Sox, beat a series against the White Sox. So this this Royals team is a bad Royals team. Don't get me wrong. But if they can beat the White Sox, then they got to be decent. They've been playing better ball as of late. And they got off to a strong season, strong start to the season. So I will say that, that they, that they had a strong start. So this team has potential to be, to at least be decent and to make some noise and just play spoiler down the road for teams that are within their division and within their playoff. Uh, but they have a, an opportunity to be a thorn in the Cardinals side this weekend. Uh, however, with the Cardinals pitching staff, how it lines up with Wainwright and Kim, I know Kim's coming off a bad start, but I predict the Cardinals take two out of three t- this weekend against Kansas City Royals. Somehow I'm still optimistic. Don't really know how, but I do think the Cardinal pitching staff leads them to glory as um, as Wainwright and Kim pitch their way to a series win this weekend against the Kansas City Royals. And now it's time for the moment you've all been waiting for, the announcement that I've been dying to make. You can now subscribe to the Lockdown Cardinals podcast on an extra destination. It is YouTube. That's right. We are adding YouTube to the places of where you can get this podcast. Locked on Cardinals. There's no content right now, but there is a YouTube channel. It'll be added to the link tree. It's added to link tree now. By the time you're listening to this, it is added to the link tree link. Head over there. Hit the subscribe button to be notified. Turn on your notifications for when when there are, are videos posted. Get all the notifications for it. Very excited for this. The first episode of YouTube will be going out. Uh, the first episode on YouTube will be posted next Friday. So still got a week. I'll be getting a preview video out there this weekend, but I'm going on vacation uh, Monday to, to 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 Thursday afternoon. So that'll be. I'll still record podcasts next week for, um, from my vacation in Minnesota um, and and watch Cardinal games. But so I won't have my YouTube stuff set up until next week. So next Friday, first episode on YouTube. But go ahead, hit hit the link tree right now. Subscribe, get ready, gonna be fun. Super excited for this opportunity to, to get on YouTube and just another way for you guys to watch it and you can see my face. And uh, maybe if people aren't very familiar with podcasts and they're much more familiar with YouTube, tell them to go to YouTube and subscribe. Um, I'm not the only show doing this on the Lockdown Network. Plenty of other shows are doing it. Uh, maybe you've seen other shows are, are doing it as well as like Lockdown Chiefs are, are, are doing it. Um, and Lockdown MOB and NBA both have YouTube channels. Wonderful success, wonderful stuff, and I'm very excited to be on YouTube. So once again, Locked on Cardinals. I'll still be on Spotify and Apple and Google and Stitcher and Odyssey. All those apps you can get me on, uh, but this is just another way to, to listen and, and to watch me uh, um, give, you, give you this show. So so you, you, can, you can do both. You can do both, uh, YouTube and Odyssey, whatever you want to do. But maybe it's just another way for you to, to, get, to, get, to get this wonderful content and to, to interact with me on the show and everything like that. So very, very excited for that opportunity. So be sure to hit the link tree and subscribe to the YouTube channel and be one of the first people to subscribe to the new Locked on Cardinals YouTube channel. Very, very excited for this opportunity um, and looking forward to what it brings. Uh, so that'll do it for today's Friday episode. Be sure to listen to Locked on Bets next as it's uh, brought to you by betonline.ag where handicapping expert Lee Sterling and your boy Q get you the daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Uh, follow that podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
follow this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let drop rating on iTunes as well as now go ahead and subscribe to the new YouTube channel as uh, we look forward to the first episode of YouTube being dropped next Friday. Very, very excited for it. And uh, well, thank you for however you listen to me. And you can follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And once again, subscribe to the new YouTube channel. Very excited for this addition to the Locked on Cardinals podcast. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Be sure to stay safe, stay well. And until I talk to you on Monday, have a fantastic day.